This is the Real Positive Girl Podcast, and I am your host, Sabrina, and we are here chatting about your emotions, your mental health struggles, how to take those first few steps towards being more vulnerable, being more honest, and becoming more self-aware because self-awareness is key to basically everything improving in your life, becoming your best self, and we do that two times a week over here, so welcome if you're new, and if you are not new, Welcome back to the podcast. Um, So today we are going to have a really good chat about judging others, how that reflects on our true selves and what judgment says about you. It's going to be good. It's going to probably make more sense once I like dive into it. Basically, it's just like how we judge other people (laughs) says like a lot about who we are actually. Um, But before we dive into that, let me just ask you a quick question just so I can just make sure, see where we're at. Have we become friends online yet? Have we become friends online? If yes, let's make it more real by sending a message to each other, DMing, saying hi, hell, hello, hi, hell, hello. No, hey, hi, and hello. (laughs) That would be preferable. Um, Or you can just be like, what's going on? Uh, Tell me what your favorite color is, what your favorite TV show is. And if you are a friend or if you are a fan of the TV show Friends, which character do you think you are? My husband literally asked me that the other day, which is hilarious. I think it's because I've been watching it for so long. But he was like, who do you think you are? As if he like had already decided who I am, which he didn't actually tell me what that was. And I was like, I, you know, aspire and think that I am like Chandler, but I really think I'm Monica. And he was like, hmm, that's weird because he thinks he's Ross. So it's just like, okay, well, I guess in that show we would not get together, especially if that was Monica. But yeah, so tell me all about yourself. Let's become friends online. Um, and if we're not on friend, and if we're not friends online, then go ahead and take a quick peek down into the show notes below because you'll see that you can click the link to say hi to me on Instagram and TikTok. I am at Sabrina Joy Perozo, so pop down there and get that name so that you can find me online. We can become friends. And if you're into Twitter, which I like to write a lot of things, um, I am a writer. And so I really enjoy Twitter for that and sharing information in like short little, you know, uh, passages. I am at Real Sabrina Joy over on Twitter. So come say hi, friends. I look forward to that. And then I have one more question for you before we dive into the fantastic topic that we have for today, and that is, have you signed up for the weekly newsletter? Yeah, have you? Or actually, let's ask, have you suggested a topic for the podcast? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, maybe a better question actually is like, have you checked out the planner journal hybrid that's available on Amazon now? It's it's actually cheaper than the OG version that's available on my website, you know, prime shipping, and it's basically the same thing right? Like all of those things. If not, you know, take a peek down in the show notes. Again, there is links for all of these things. And something that I realize a few more people are starting to use is a link to have uh, do venting anonymously. So if you don't have someone in your life that is emotionally available for you to vent to and share what you're going through and just need to get it off your chest, you're able to do it through a link down there that is, again, completely anonymous. So check out all those links down below in the show notes. I think you'll find fantastic things. And one last thing is I'm also looking for anyone that would like to support my goals of sharing mental health and mindset content online full-time to become either like a monthly donor over on Patreon, which I am figuring out uh, ways to give 
special things over there. Um, but if you would like to just donate in a different way, you can look at all the financial options down there. If you do not want to donate financially, that is totally fine. One of the best ways for you to support the show is to listen, download, share it with other people, and to rate it wherever you can, which I know you can do on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. So just check all that out. It's all of the things. And I look forward to meeting you on socials, but let's go ahead and just you know, get right into it. Again, the topic that we're talking about today is judging others reflects your true self, what your judgments say about you. As someone that grew up using manipulation as a way to survive my abusive life, and if you want to know more about that, it's like sprinkled through many episodes of the podcast, um, I knew how best to use judgments. And again, it wasn't really like me super directly judging people, but I just knew. And I talk, I've talked about it a lot that growing up, I learned the power of manipulation from my father, who I feel like was like a power user <laughs> in that skill. And it was just a way for me to survive. And I've talked about it multiple times in therapy. And my therapist likes me to think about it in a different way. I'm just like, you know, convincing people and, and finding a way to get by. And I'm like, no, I really see it as manipulation. And I try to keep that top of mind so that I don't shift to the dark side and use that to get what I want in my life now, because it's just not the way to do things, you know? But growing up, I knew how to use it best to use. Uh, I knew the best way to use manip- uh, use judgments based upon me manipulating other people. And the best way to use judgments was to use those against the judger, against the person that was judging the other person. So it was simple. Befriend that person, the judger, to know who and what they were judging. So like the person that they were going against and then like what ammo that they were coming up with to judge them. Then turn around and passively aggressively uh passive aggressively judge them for those same things you know it's like they don't expect it because you're friends with them and you're becoming all buddy buddy and then you like swoop in and then you hold that against them especially if i needed something from them or to keep them quiet or i was just like an alliance just kind of just like slid on in there for that other person yeah it's a lot of dirty work but that was the way that I did it. And so let's just say the judgment was that they were making fun of someone for living in a poor neighborhood and talking down to them about that. And they're like, oh, you live in a poor neighborhood. You can't afford like a a really nice home or or a place to be or with people that don't have like whatever's going on. And so the manipulation that would come from me to passive aggressively turn it around with them would be like, yeah, you know, not everyone could be defined by money. You know, some people are just defined by hard work and respect. And that can really hit someone's ego, especially if they're so high and mighty about living in a really nice house where their parents have a car. And like, let's just say like, this is in like school. And so, cause this is my frame of reference of using this when I was like growing up in school. And so it's usually from people that have like a really nice house and their parents have money and they have a car, they have like nice cars and they come pick them up from school and they don't have to take the bus and this, that, and the other. And so it's really just turning it around and be like, yeah, you know, like not everyone can be defined by money like you, you know, some people just have to rely on hard work and respect. And that really hits them hard. It really hits them hard. So it was the way to keep people in line. And if you're still like, how did this work? Because people judge others based on their own insecurities, biases, and prejudices. So 
you know, like for this example, this person uh, has an insecurity of living in a poor neighborhood and not having the money they have because they're using it to boost their status and be popular and be accepted by others because they have all of the things and not everyone has all of the things. But the things that they forget is that like the people that don't have what they have, they have other things that are also like, you know, looked upon as something amazing to have. They just forget that. So that is the way that I used it. Uh, not the best way, but it is a way to like kind of like, it was a way for me to keep people in line. And it was like the best example that I could come up with like a story from my life that related to our topic, which I always try to do. So have you ever thought about how your judgments of others can have a reflection of who you are? And before you tell me that you don't judge anyone, I'm going to tell you that that's not true. It's just not. Just admit it. It's okay. Like, it's not okay that we're judging people, uh, especially if it's harshly. But what I'm saying, it's okay to admit when we have done things that we shouldn't have or we've gone about things in a way that we didn't realize or we were ignorant to it being like the best way or maybe that was the way that we were taught to grow up that, you know, maybe our parents judged people and we learned that that's just how you live life. Just like how when I grew up, my dad manipulated other people and that's how I learned to survive my life and all the craziness that was happening to manipulate my way through to, you know, get through groups and form alliances and get the things that I needed, right? You just like, those are the things that are uh, created in your life and the way to do things, right? So just admit it. I don't want anyone to be like, oh, it's not me. It's like, it probably was you. And even if you are working on it now of not judging people as much, that's amazing. Be proud of that. It's, it's, that's a fantastic, but I think it's something that we all can kind of like fall victim to sometimes. And it's good to understand how we can not fall into the trap of judging people all the time because, you know, our insecurities are just popping out. You know what I mean? So just anyway, it's like a disclaimer of like, oh, that's not me. Okay. I think that you will, I know for a fact that you will grow more and you will become your best self sooner and quicker and more if you just admit that you have struggled with these things and you've done them. So if you haven't thought about how your judgments of others can have a reflection on you, you should. And it's not just like identifying you as someone that judges others and gives like unsolicited opinions. That's just like a blanket like explanation of judging. No, it's as someone that decides to sling their own insecurities and fears at others in hopes of fostering on comfortable feelings, personal shame, and self-consciousness in them. Yep. It can identify you as that. And I say like fostering those things in them because again, we all decide how we feel. So, you know, you might try to sling those things at them and that person is so strong in who they are and what they believe, what they're about, that they don't cling on to those things, but you're trying. You're like trying to push them to head towards that, those emotions and those feelings and really identifying with those things because you're judging them and you're just living living life through your insecurities is what I like to say. Um, but, you know, we don't think that when we are judging other people. We don't think that we are slinging all those things out and trying to push people to feel a certain way and and all of these things. That's like not top of mind at all. You know, we think we are just thinking something and sometimes saying something, which is usually doesn't need to happen. But, you know, we just think we were thinking something about that person and having an opinion about it. And we're just like, yeah, we just 
feel a certain way. Isn't it a free country? Like at least here in the United States. Isn't it a free country? Can I think how I want to think? But really, we are pointing out what leads us to feeling uncomfortable and uncertain, the things we are prejudiced about, where our biases lie, what we have allowed to influence us the most, and the importance and how important our own beliefs and values are to us and how those things feel like they should trump other people's beliefs and values, right? And so we really just, it it really just like continues to like snowball. We think it's some like simple thing and it's okay because everyone does it, which that's never a reason to do anything just because everyone does it. But we just think that it's just, oh, it's just our thought. It's just our opinion. When if you reflect on some of the times where you have judged someone harshly, like it's not just an opinion. It's something really mean or rude that probably didn't need to be said, but sometimes we allow our emotions to control us and we say things in the heat of the moment. We don't take a moment to really consider if what's happening or what we do next, what we want to do next will be beneficial to the situation. And believe me, I've been there many times. We just don't think about that. And, you know, us judging others can really, like really reveal a lot about who we are. And you might feel like that's a bad thing, right? You might be like, Sabrina, this is so bad. I never really thought about how judging others, like how that reflected on who I am as a person, as my true self. And I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I think it's actually a good thing because it allows us to figure out what needs to change and shift, you know, because when we can't see all the breadcrumbs, which is what I would say, all of this is and really figuring out like, oh, wow, like this is all the things that are happening within this judgment. Like when we can't see the breadcrumbs, we have no idea where to start or even like what could be wrong, what needs to shift, what needs to change. So I I welcome it as an opportunity uh, for growth and more personal development, you know. And like not all judgments are even conscious judgments, right? Sometimes like it could just be so built in, such a subconscious thing that's happening. We might not even realize we are judging someone because the basis for our opinion and our judgment of them is what we were taught and how we live our life. And if that's how our family did it and it never has been identified as anything wrong or bad or anything that needs to change, even in school or in other like situations and experiences, then we could actually be naive to that whole thing, right? So judging others can really just reveal so much about us. And I don't really know how I ventured onto this topic. I think I was like reading something and people were, I feel like it's common for people to hear a quote that's similar to, you know, people judging you or people's insecurities, uh, you know, projecting their insecurities on you say, says more about them than it does about you, which is a true statement. Uh, but I never really thought about how, you know, the judgments that we make, which is such a strong word, like insecurities is a strong word, but I feel like judgments, the judgments that you make, like it's, it's, it's a harder, more accusatory word than even like opinions. Right. And so I was like, oh man, I think that would be really interesting to talk about because I don't think we ever consider like our judgments of other people and how that reflects on who we are and what we're all about and our true selves in like deep in the core. And I think that's really important to 
bettering ourselves and understanding what we're reflecting out. And not that it matters what people think about us, but more of like, what are we putting out in the world? Like, oh, wow, like maybe I should clean that up a bit if I want to be more empowering and positive and helpful, right? And speaking life and not death uh, out there. So that's why I wanted to talk about it. So uh, I do have like five things that I want to run through and share with you guys today. But before we get into that, let's have like the, <laughs> like the, um, I was going to say daily, but I was, but it's more of like every episode disclaimer that I have for you. So um, if you, well, first, everything that I'm about to share with you, like all the tips and advice I'm about to share with you are based on my own knowledge and research and experience and the experiences of others that I'm able to share. But if you feel like it does not align with you at all and you're just like, no, this is like not what judgment reveals about me, then I encourage you to seek a counselor or a therapist and have that one-on-one opportunity to figure out what actually does align with you figuring out what judgments reveal about you. And that would be really beneficial. If you don't want to do that, I do suggest going to our best friend, Google, and typing in like what our judgments reveal about our true selves. And that could lead you to different blog posts and uh, research articles, videos, other podcasts, like whatever, social media posts to help you better figure out what align best with you in regards to what judgments reveal about you. So, okay. Let's just jump on in and go over five things our judgments reveal about our true selves. Again, I am not here to like foster shame or, you know, lead anyone to feel bad about themselves. I'm I'm here to foster honesty and vulnerability and just being like, okay, yeah, I do judge people. I shouldn't do it, but I do it because it's a habit or it's because I am working out of my insecurities and fear and it's just, it just feels easier in the moment. Yeah, I get that. I get it. And I'm not saying that that's a good thing either. I'm saying that that's just, we're admitting what we're doing. And the more that we do that, the better we'll grow and recognize and and foster self-awareness. And that is what I'm here to promote, my friends. Okay. Five things our judgments reveal about our true selves. Number one is our biases and prejudices. So some of these I've mentioned, but we're going to like kind of like do a little bit deeper dive so we better understand it and like what we can do as like a first step in um, figuring out how we can, you know, become better (laughs) and uh, just like stronger in who we are as a person. So our biases and prejudices. So dealing with our biases and prejudices and prejudices, oh my goodness, can be challenging. It really can. Uh, But it's important to do so to like foster an open mind and flexibility in our thinking. And it's tough because these these things are so ingrained in who we are like as a person that it can be really difficult to like dig that deep to kind of like shift things around and allow yourself to be more open-minded and not allow those things to be so front and center and like dictating every single thing, right? So it is important to foster an open mind and flexibility because we are all so different. And I think that's actually the beauty of the world, but a lot of us don't see it that way. They see it as like this bad thing because different is scary. We don't know it. It's so uncertain. It's so like, we don't, we don't know what to expect. And, and that can lead to people feeling very uncomfortable. Um, but sometimes those differences can challenge like what we were taught or what we have grown up to prefer or what you know, makes our life harder and what makes our life easier. And that's really tough. So 
we can start working like on our biases and our prejudices by not assuming things about others based on like surface level things that are often like stereotypical and untrue, you know, where we just like see someone of a specific race and just assume that they like this or they act like this or that their family dynamics or their their work ethic is like this, you know what I mean? And so it's really important to keep those things in mind because you know, when we have a bias, so if you're like, no, no, just a quick like review, if we have a bias, it's that we uh, tend to lean towards something very specific. So I would say that a very silly example is that we could have a bias for apple pie and like hate every other <laughs> kind of pie. So we, and then, and we just think that apple pie is the best pie, right? And so if anyone's like, oh yeah, you know, I had a peach pie and it was delicious. And you're like, oh my gosh, that's terrible. Don't you know that apple pie is the only good pie and all the other pies are trash? And so just kind of thinking of it that way, like we tend to have biases uh, towards that and people that we want to interact with and become friends with and have relationships with and places we want to live and places that we don't. Like we could have a prejudice against living in like uh, Alaska because we think that it's cold all year round. (laughs) And I only say that because I'm from there and I can attest to the fact that it is not... (laughs) It is not, I would say, between May and September. It's so beautiful. No snow. All the snow is gone usually by mid-May if it if it did snow late in the year. And because like then September comes around, it starts to cool down. In October, we got snow. It's snowing for Halloween most of the time. And but we have like this prejudice against like, oh, we could never live there. It's a terrible place because it's always cold and, you know, snow all the time and it's always dark or it's always light or whatever. And so when we have these biases, we are just so focused on leaning towards one thing versus another. And when we have a prejudice, we just like don't like that thing at all. We think it's so awful and we don't understand why other people like it. So again, uh, we can start working on those things by just like not assuming anything. We shouldn't assume anything in life either because it, my father always taught me, despite the very estrangement and the hard relationship I had growing up with my dad, I did learn a lot of things from him. And one of his top things to share with me was that uh, assumptions make an ass out of you and me. And so I grew up being like, we shouldn't assume anything. It's actually something that I've brought up recently a lot with my friends, my family, even at work, because when you assume things, you allow this entry of unknown and lack of communication and problems and issues to just fester and and fill in all the spots. And then you don't really actually know what's happening and you don't actually know the truth and all of these things. So I don't think we should assume anywhere in our life, but very particularly, we will be able to work on not having our biases and prejudices uh, work against us and control us by not assuming things about people. We can also have more conversations and experiences with people that are different from us, so like a different race or different culture, people that have like different careers, people that are in different, like, um, I guess like financial, uh, experiences or tax bracket, tax brackets, or however you want to think of it, you know, people that make more money, people that make less money, people that make the same amount of money, um, people that make uh, more money but decide to like not, you know, have it on display or vice versa. People that don't make a lot of money but they try to, you know, put on a front that they do make a lot of money. Uh, people of a different gender, everything. And so we can really just push ourselves to experience more and experience different things than what we do 
every single day and not always just follow what we've grown up with and what we know um, by really pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone. And that way we can definitely work on not allowing our biases and prejudices. <laughs> My goodness, you guys. My Our biases and prejudices to control our thinking and the way that we work and operate and judge other people. Okay, let's move on from saying those words. My goodness. Okay, number two are insecurities and fears. Our insecurities and fears. So this is the most common one. You will often hear people talk about how we are projecting our insecurities and fears onto other people, and it's true. You know, we... um we open uh, openly project our insecurities and what fear will happen to us onto others because it is a coping mechanism. It is not a positive one. And I've often talked about coping mechanisms as like positive or negative, and I actually would probably like to redefine it as more of like helpful and not helpful or like beneficial and not beneficial. That's not not really the best wording for that, but you know what I mean? And so people will use it as a coping mechanism to deal with the insecurity that they have in that area of their life and just like sling it onto someone else because it's better just to like throw it at someone else than to take the time and energy to actually work on it, work on it and like figure it out for themselves. So instead of being scared and worried about it happening to you, you push them to, you push that other person to feel bad about it happening to them. So it's like, that feels better. It's like, okay, they have to deal with it. I don't have to deal with it. That's where we are. We can also project our insecurities onto others that are actually doing well. So as opposed to like me having someone else feel bad about um, losing their job and you're like, that's like a fear of yours. You're like, I'm going to make you feel bad about that. Or I'm going to try to make you feel bad about that, right? Um, you can actually want to make someone else feel bad for achieving something amazing and and having like a success, but you are so wrapped in the fact that you haven't gained that same or similar success that you're like, okay, I need to figure out a way to like bring them down a notch. And that would be in slinging your fear and your insecurity of not achieving something similar at them because you're just all wrapped in the fact that you haven't done it yet either. So, um, so, you know, we find a way to push negativity on them because of our own pain and not accomplishing something similar. So to work on our own insecurities and not slinging those and projecting those onto other people, we need to become aware of what those are, like what our insecurities are. And that again, leads us back to honesty and vulnerability, which is like the hallmark of, you know, developing self-awareness and just being honest with like what we're dealing with, what we're struggling with. It's okay. And that's the only way we're going to be able to figure out what needs to change by being honest about what we are struggling with. You know what I mean? So we need to become aware of those things. And then we need to work on removing the fear and pain from those things and figuring out why those things matter so much. So why are we so uh, fearful of losing our job? Is it because we've lost a job in the past? At, or is it because we've been threatened with losing our job? And so that is like just top of mind all the time. Or is it because we grew up and one of our family members uh, lost their job and it created so much chaos and pain and loss in our life that we don't want to uh, have to experience that as well and have it be like a generational thing. 
Um, or it's just like, you know, removing the pain, like the pain of you not achieving the same goal that someone else has achieved. Like you need to figure out like, okay, well, why is this so painful? Why do you feel like you're in a rush? Why do you feel like you're trying to erase them? Why do you want to tear them down? Why do you think that you should have achieved it first? Right. And really just getting down in the nitty gritty and figuring out like why those things are so important to you. And that's how you can really like start to work on your insecurities. And I think that would be, it would, it's, it's, it's a good step. It's a good step in that direction of working on our insecurities and our fears that control us and lead us to judging other people. Number three, number three, sorry, I'm getting like really stuffy and sniffly. So I hope I don't sound too like on, on here. Okay. So number three, our personal values and beliefs our personal values and beliefs. So we often feel strongly about our own beliefs. And when those get challenged, it feels like someone believes, uh, sorry, it feels like someone is going to war against us because, you know, uh, it's just really uncomfortable when someone believes something different from you, right? And I feel like a lot of times we think that our beliefs are like the only ones that matter are the only ones that are true and are the only ones that should be followed. And everyone else's beliefs are garbage. (laughs) And we can get all up in our heads about that, right? And so when someone else is like, oh, I don't believe that, I believe this, you're like, oh my gosh, you're coming to war against my beliefs. Okay, battle stations, man, we got to take this person down, right? And it just feels so like emotional and you get all caught up in it. Um, It's just, it just feels so uncomfortable because our beliefs uh, oftentimes are derived from how we grew up and what worked for us and what, uh, you know, um, comforted us and what uh, helps us get through life every single day, you know, make the best decisions and be our best selves based upon what we know. Um, and shame can fester and tell you you're somehow wrong to believe what you, what you do, you know? And it's like when someone else is like starts to challenge you and you're like, oh, okay. Like (laughs) you're like, well, you're telling me I'm wrong. Uh, no, I can't be. So instead of dealing with the shame, you transform it into an insecurity and project it at someone else. So instead of being like, oh, we can have differing opinions or different beliefs based upon our differing growing upness across the country and different families that didn't know each other and had different struggles and all of these things. No, instead of just being like, oh, we could be different, you know, and, uh, you know, you just get so caught up in that and in that shame, you do, you transform it into an insecurity and then you use it as like a weapon against them, right? And so like differing opinions on leadership, right, um, and ways to like lose weight, you know, that's like so just like random uh I like to come up with very random examples if you haven't noticed, but like those are things that people can get really up in arms about, like leadership, who's in charge of what, different parts of the world, and or like even just ways to lose weight. That's a big one that I see online and socials where people get so up in arms about like, oh, this is the only way. And if you don't believe that, then you're not smart and you're wrong. Like, and no one wants to be wrong, right? So they try to make the other person feel wrong. They're like, no, you're wrong because of this. And like, it just goes through so many tactics of judgment and trying to embarrass them and push on the shame. Right. And I was even thinking today about how I want to figure out a 
I haven't fully developed it yet, but a, a social media post that really just begins with like, I love being wrong because I've actually been trying to foster more of like admitting when I'm wrong and really telling people I could be wrong and not trying to get caught up in the shame of feeling uncomfortable when someone challenges me because maybe I am wrong or maybe I'm not wrong, but it's fine that they think I'm wrong because I know that I'm right in what I'm doing and where I am in life and they might figure that out later or they might not and they're just going to go on their own journey. You know what I mean? It's 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 been hard, but it's been super helpful to my everyday life. Um uh, and it's, it's been a right, been amazing, but like most people, they just don't want to be wrong. No one wants to be wrong. Um, in regards to our values, our values are the same. You know, like if we value something so wholeheartedly, uh, which again, we've grown up with, and that has just been like ingrained in who we are and how we live our life and what we've been told is right or wrong, especially as a child or in our own experiences, what we've discovered is right or wrong and what we feel like is just like, you know, um, attached so deeply to us. Like values are so deeply ingrained. That's why a lot of times when people talk about values, they talk about beliefs and values because a lot of them have been fostered growing up. And so it's just been this thing that you're clinging to. And it's like this pillar of your whole life of who you are and how you live your life every single day. So if we value modesty and see someone dressing differently than we would in our whatever version of modesty we are in, there is judgment because they don't have the same values. And that feels really uncomfortable. It's like, oh, how could you not value modesty? It's like this highest value that everyone should have and you don't have it. And so that's awful, right? And so, and there are definitely people out there where you can turn them on their values and their beliefs because they're just not so they're not so dedicated to keeping their own or they didn't really grow up with any of that actually really, really mattered to them. They're just more like basic, like just be nice to people. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so you can kind of like create a mob of people to get behind you. And that could also be used to shame the other person or try to get them to feel bad about them having a different value than you do. Um, and so, but like them not having the same value could just cause you to feel uncomfortable. Or if we judge someone for not working as hard as we would, and we see that as being lazy, it's because we value dedication and hard work and feel like they aren't doing what they should, or they're not doing what we would do it, like the way that we would do it. We believe our values are the right ones and become confused and uncomfortable when others don't share those same values. It seems very weird and odd to us. We're like, how could you not? want to work hard and dedicate every single moment of your life to making money or being a star or, you know, um, not telling anyone anything true about yourself and being dishon- like, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like having to like look your best every time you left the house and um, how you can't show uh, anyone like your toes or something. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Like, and like, and it's like whatever you believe, it's it's great. And whatever your values are, it's. But the fact that like when we don't think of it in an open minded kind of way, we just get so uncomfortable and want to like, you know, kind of like fight this as a war and throw shame and everything in other people's faces, right? Um, so it's just, it's so it's so tough, especially when we're so zoomed in and we don't have a wide enough perspective to be be more open-minded, but we need to be more open-minded and understanding that not everyone grows up 
learning the same principles and values as we did. Everyone grows up in their different experiences, different struggles, different uh, religions, different like cultures, different people, different parts of the world where you're dealing with different things and just the same values and beliefs are not instilled in everyone. And you know that they probably value something more than we do as well. So it feels like our values should all be the same because these are so integral to how we live our lives, but it's just not the case. It's just not the case, right? Uh, Because values are based on like what we believe is important, like some of the most important integral things to our lives. And um, like, I feel like one of my values growing up was that knowledge is power because it's literally something my dad would say all the time um, and reading is fundamental. And so one of my values <laughs> is that it's really important to prioritize educating yourself and trying to be super, super smart and educated on a multitude of topics because it's important to have that ability to have a conversation with everyone in, in, in a way to get ahead in life. That actually was a value that I grew up with. And I'm sure that a lot of people don't have that same value. A lot of people actually don't value education at all anymore uh, just because it doesn't feel like it's necessary to do like certain jobs and careers and things like that, which is, that's fine. Ow, sorry. If you heard that, it's my elbow hitting the desk. <laughs> um, but yeah, so values are based on what we believe is important. And maybe someone values being honest more than working hard because of their experiences, because of their struggles, because of what they find to be more important. If you're honest about what you're, what's going on in life and, and being able to get through those like situations rather than just like working hard, you just have to do enough to get by. That's just what's more important to them. You know what I mean? So we talked a lot about beliefs and values. I kind of felt like we would I had a lot of notes on that one too, Uh, but that's important. So our personal values and beliefs. So we just need to start being open-minded and understanding that not everyone's going to have the same, and that's okay. That's actually an okay thing. Number four, our abilities in empathy, our abilities in empathy. So let me just, you know, throw this out there. Do you consider the other person's current circumstances or like perspectives, experiences, all those things? before you give judgments. Because if you do, you are able to be empathetic, right? And if not, then not, right? So when we like empathy, it allows us to be cruel um, without caring how the other person receives what we say or how they feel before, during, or after, like our judgments and whatever whatever we say to them, right? Being empathetic means that we try to understand what that other person is experiencing to like the best of our abilities, really like kind of being more open of like, oh, okay, this could be really hard for them. Or maybe the reason they don't have a nice home or live in a nice neighborhood is because of some financial struggles they have, or they just don't have enough money to move, or they couldn't get a loan, or they're a single parent or whatever, like whatever the reason is. Um, and really just trying to like take that extra step of like, oh, there could be reasons that are way different than mine for why they're not this, that, and the other, right? And so uh, it's important for us to practice empathy. And we often judge others less when we do practice empathy, or at least we judge people a little bit more fairly um, in a different way when we are practicing empathy and trying to be more understanding of what they're going through. So our abilities in empathy are definitely 
revealed um, when we are judging people. And oftentimes it can kind of reveal that we don't practice empathy enough or we don't actually understand what that is. And just really trying to practice like understanding and having an open mind and considering what that other person is experiencing and going through before you just like slap a judgment on whatever they're doing. Okay, number five, and our last one is our abilities in self-awareness. Our abilities in self-awareness. So when we become aware of what our beliefs, values, biases, prejudices are, we can begin to work on not allowing those things to control everything we do and say. And a lot of times our emotions can drive the bus if we allow it to, if we don't start to foster and build self-awareness. That's why I talk about it all the time. And when we do judge others, once we do become more self-aware and are in control of not allowing those things to uh, be the perspective that we see everything through and live our life through, um, we have more of like a constructive criticism and fair feedback kind of situation happening uh, more than just like a flat out judgment that can be really harsh and mean, right? So it's more constructive, more fair, less mean, less harsh. So awareness really helps us see what we are doing and like what we are doing, how we are operating and ask ourselves why we are doing the things we're doing and, and why we are accepting those emotions and those thoughts as, as true and, and facts. <laughs> Um, and like, you know, if what we're doing and what we want to do is beneficial to us now and in the long run. So if judging this person is beneficial right now in such a harsh way is, why is it beneficial? Why do we want to do it right now? And why do we think it's beneficial now and in the long run? And what will we think it'll accomplish? Right. And, and more than like just the accolades of right now, again, now and in the future and in the long run. So you know, we can start working on self-awareness and becoming more self-aware by like honoring and accepting every single emotion. It doesn't mean that we need to take action towards every single emotion, but we need to honor and accept those so we can better understand like the things that are triggering us and the experiences that lead us to feeling certain types of ways. Um, And then also asking ourselves more questions in regards to like why we think what we think and how that leads us to our chosen actions. So it's like, why are we upset at them? Why do we feel the need to judge them? Why do we feel the need to sling our insecurity of losing our job at them? Why can't we just focus on why we are so fearful of losing our job and then cementing whatever we need to do, more time, more effort, more skills, whatever it is, to uh, not lose our job or to become comfortable with the possibility of that happening and like a backup plan of what we would do if that situation act that experience actually came to pass you know what I mean and so just really like asking yourself more questions accepting things that come in uh realizing that not all of your thoughts or facts are true and just being more open-minded and having a wider and shifting perspective just to see things from different angles and be more flexible right uh which is fostering more of a growth mindset rather than a fixed mindset so that's it. Our abilities and self-awareness. So that is all five of the things that I wanted to go over. The five things that our judgments reveal about our true selves. I think this is going to be really beneficial for so many people to listen to. So I do encourage you to share this with as many people as possible. Um, because again, we just need to admit that we do this and it's something that we could all grow in, including myself. 
And these are the things to be aware of. And these are like the first steps that we all can take for each one to get better at that and not allow it to control us and to, you know, realize that sometimes we are doing more harm than good in what we think. And we are allowing our securities to, our insecurities to control us more than we realize. So thank you so much for listening to the Real Positive Girl podcast. Again, with me, Sabrina, please take a peek down into the show notes below for all the links, for all the things, signing up for the newsletter, um, anonymous, uh, emotional venting. Oh my gosh. I thought, I thought there was like a spider on me. It's just my hair. Um, uh, yeah, the newsletter, planner journal, come say hi to me on socials, all of the things. Again, please share with all your friends, tell everyone about the show, download it. You listen more to episodes. Be fantastic. Uh, so thank you so much for listening and I look forward to seeing you next time. Bye, everyone.